You know what's really awesome about podcasts? You can cut. Editing, <laughs> cropping stuff out. Right. You can edit it and post. Edit it and post. So when we last left off, we had witnessed the sudden betrayal by Yarbu. Not unexpected. But what was unexpected was the arrival of Yarbu's comrades in arms. Coming aboard a pirate ship of their own, they had attempted to play a waiting game as if to intimidate the crew aboard your ship bound for Chol to surrender. Unfortunately, with the empowering words of Dusk, your crew decided to fight, and a bloody battle took place, leaving you and Arath, Ransom, and Volo, and a few other crew members the sole survivors of this attack. Unfortunately, the day had been won by Yarbu and his band of misfits. Now, informing you that they are under the guidance of the Coiled Cabal. They seek to lay claim to the inventory aboard your ship. But you were not without hope with the devious plot that had been set into motion. You had destroyed the enemy ship with an explosive planted aboard, carried by the hands of Ransom. Unfortunately, it was much more than you had bargained for. Blast wave from the explosion not only tore apart the enemy ship, but also destroyed your own, causing it to begin to sink, leaving you in a precarious position to procure a lifeboat in the attempt to continue your adventure to Chult. So, make sure the bags of holding are packed and the house is arcane locked, because we are going on another daring adventure. Okay, so here's where you're at right now. Uh, You guys find yourself in the hold. Volo had just uh, managed to slip by Yarbu and his surviving members of his crew making their ways down below deck, unaware of what has actually occurred upon their own ship, just knowing that it has been just decimated and sinking to the bottom of the sea. Um, you, th- you five? Ransom, Kalani, Dusk, Nettle, Volo. Yeah. Uh, you five find yourselves in the bottom hull of the ship, and it's beginning to take on water. Um, and uh, Volo has just burst into the room. Good God! What, what, what was that? What has happened? Last thing I knew, we were being assaulted. That Volo is what we call a miscommunication. I, we had a way out, and we just, just detonated it. But, uh... No time to have regrets or blame ransom. Uh, time, time to get going. Look at the time. It's time to be getting the hell on out of this boat. Ransom, where's the uh, where's the life raft or the uh, the the escape boat? 
the lifeboat. <laughs> where's 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 the escape boat? Where's the, the, where's the extremely basic nautical term that I forgot? <laughs> the life pod. Where's the life pod? Uh, yeah. Well, how do we eject? Where's the ejector seat? Uh, Ransom looks at you real quick, and he goes, uh, "The the lifeboat is tied just around the um on the back of the ship, just underneath the captain's overlook window." So I thought for some reason that it might be here accessible. So we have to go back above on board to get well, there. Well, uh, no. Ransom points right to the hole, um, the secret door. Uh, that he used to carry the explosive crate across and he points right to it and he goes no we can jump out and then just climb up to the back um it might be rough but sure shit a lot better than sticking around waiting for them or trying to fight our way back up through the top dusk is already grabbing supplies and running for (laughs) for the escape do you suppose that yarbu and his friends will be trying to do the same thing that we are uh, they very well might be, which is why it'd be a good idea to get to it before they do. Um, and it's actually about that time you guys begin to hear the pounding of footsteps as they make their way down the steps towards you guys. Time to go. Time to hop out this hole here. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Can everyone swim? Uh uh, let's or hope are we it gonna, come to we that. gonna? Well, he said climb. How? Uh, mm. Quick question, DM. Yes. It, uh, as I'm looking around this room, is the door lockable? Uh, Kalana, I would know very much that the door is in fact lockable, uh, because Ransom had a key to unlock it. Is that lockable uh, from the inside? You could certainly try. How close are we to this door? DM. Very close. Then I would like to make a rush to lock that yeah. door at post haste. I got a feeling we're just kind of in a large, like a walk-in closet, basically. <laughs> like that's the size of this thing I'm thinking of. Um, the the second cargo hold is probably about twenty feet long by about fifteen feet wide. So a very big it's, walk-in. Yeah, closet. it's a little smaller than the main cargo hold, but it's it's. Like I said, it's strictly made for, like, secondary cargo. Um, and these footsteps so, are coming, to like, towards where we're at or into the other hold? They they are coming down. They have to go through the main hold in order to get to you. And they are currently coming down the steps. You can hear them coming down the steps at the moment. Close it, close it. Okay, so I, I'm going to rush and try and close the door regardless because, frankly... Yeah, you and Kalani... The- uh, if this door is like a secret compartment anyways and most people don't know about it, like there's no reason for them to think we'd be in. No, the actual doorway itself is not a secret. The fact that it locks may be a secret and the actual secret doorway, the thing that Ransom crawled out across, that is a secret. Right. They'd have no reason to think we would be in this particular secondary storage room if we closed the door and they didn't see us in the main storage room. Or maybe they would. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to close the door. Yeah, you 
and yeah, I you like and it. Kalanite both bolt towards the door. Um, Volo's kind of standing there awkwardly, and both of you just don't even think about it and just shove him out of the way and slam the door closed. Uh, Fine. Volo, and, Volo. Sorry, go ahead. And there's a, a brief second where both your hands reach for the lock at the same time, and there's that awkward, like, hand-touching thing where it's like, uh, you get it. No, you get it. And you both... Finally, one of you just grabs it, flips the lock, and the door is now locked. Phew. I thought you were going to say we had an electrical magic moment when our hands brushed together. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Little, little Marvin Gaye Project- background. Weirdly like... projecting a romantic relationship <laughs> on our characters. I'm not going to do that to you guys. I'll leave the fans to do that. How I've been closing doors, baby. From where? My mind is telling me no. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Nettle. Sorry. From where the the exit that Ransom walked out, that secret little hole to get to the other ship, how far up from the water is that? And then how far from that is this life raft on the back uh, of the ship? So when he first showed... I was gonna say, do you have a, a like a like a diagram for this to show us how far we go? I unfortunately do not have a diagram for that. Um, I can certainly try to find one for you real quick, but uh, quickest way for you guys to get a good idea of it is um, when Ransom first showed Kalani the hole. It was about five or six feet above above the water line. Okay, uh, and it would have been a approximately 15 feet from the back of the boat. Now, when you look out across it now, it is probably two feet above the waterline and quickly getting closer and closer, and it is still 15 feet away from the back of the boat. Okay, and how far up from the waterline is this uh, life raft? nettle... If you, Nettle, would like to make a history check, because... I you, saw it. Yeah, you could easily remember that you were about five, six feet above the captain's window. Yeah. And um, you you saw the lifeboat below that. Now, if you're looking for actual distance, I need a history check if you just want a rough guess. I just want a rough guess, because I want to know it whether is, I need to like do like a spell to make it easier for us. Yeah, it is probably about another... I would say probably about 15 feet below the main deck. Okay, so in theory, we probably have to you have to go down 15 feet and like up like 15 feet-ish, roughly. Um, you would probably have about a 10-foot climb. A 10-foot climb up, okay. So it's not like crazy difficult, but you're going to be soaking wet on a sinking ship. Yep. So let's make it happen, Captain. Okay, uh, I uh, while they're doing the door, I'm going to lean out this window, this opening that that goes outside. Are there handholds, or is it just it, like planks? So there are handholds that go down to the waterline, but this is this was specifically made to be unnoticed. So there's no sort of markings or handholds that would allow you to get around the ship from this point. You either go down to the waterline or you put a plank across and board another ship from here. Okay. How, okay. Saying that, how sober does Volo look? Uh, Volo 
promised you that he would not drink uh, for the rest of the voyage. Okay. Now let's see how strong his willpower is. (laughs) Volo looks a little red in the cheeks, but for the most part, he's he's good to go. Okay. He does not look... Just sporting a buzz, not just not hammered like normal. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely rocking a... He's at a good level. Uh, okay. okay. I go to him. He's feeling uh, up. And I know he's taller than me, but I, like, reach up and grab his, like, lapels and, like, pull him down. And I said, look, listen, do you know a spell uh, that allows you to walk on walls? Ooh, give me a quick second here. Why you guys got to ask questions that the DM is not ready for? Like... Who, who asks Volo? Oh, I, to I randomly s- stock spider climb and no other spell. It's so perfect that you asked me that. Oh, thanks, Volo. That's great to hear. I'm glad that you got that. Well, <laughs> anyways, get to spider climbing. Oh, well, I thought maybe if I just did it in his voice, it would happen, but apparently nope. not. Apparently not. <laughs> You know, I, I find that it's helpful to actually grab the right book when you're, like, getting prepared for a D&D session. Is that a subtle dig? No, because I, I had my DF book out instead of my player's handbook trying to look up a spell, and it wasn't working. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know if there'd be a book that would have Volo's spell list. <laughs> Throwing shade? No, I was trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save us. Uh, Volthamp does not have that spell. Okay. Do, do you have anything useful about you whatsoever? I mean, we found largely your... Oh, I'm sorry, I won't say mean things right now. We really need to just get out of here, please. Volothamp, uh, Volo looks a little sheepish. I get you money. What's money? Lose. I... Volo, I... As soon as we get off here, yes, I will take your money. But first, first, I need something. Do you have any spells that you know whatsoever that can help us get that boat down here? Maybe if you have something or, spicy in there, Volo, Dusk could be persuaded to post for you. Or better yet. If we don't die. Perhaps our mage uh, within our party uh, who has the ability to shoot small beams of fire at things could shoot and destroy the ropes holding the raft and get it to drop it. The only the problem water. with that is we're on the side and the boat is in the back. Oh, it's uh, that far the away. The water line yeah. to the ship has moved up about another foot. Okay. Uh, it is lapping into the cargo hold now. Okay, uh, uh, I, I could turn, I could change form and walk on the side of the ship and get to that boat, and then uh, and untie it. I could try and do that. Ah, yes. Okay. Go, okay. Go, go, go. Yes. Good I am idea. going to shape shift, wild shape into like a big spider. Already. Not like a giant spider, but like, you know, like a big force, like tarantula or something. Yeah, you uh, easily, easily wild shape into a large spider. Okay. Um, you hear a short little <laughs> from Volo. 
as he sees you, uh, as he sees you transform. Uh, and then he quickly like pulls his shirt down a little bit to compose himself. And he's, okay, we can do this. We can do this. I scamper out out the the hole and on the side of the ship and make my way towards the back. Crawling across the side of the ship, the water line rising ever higher, the ship is beginning to sink a little bit quicker. Um, you make your way around the back of the ship and up the captain's window. When you look in, you see that his throat has been slit, uh, and then you make your way back to the underside of it, crawl down the rope into the lifeboat. Okay. And you are inside the lifeboat. Am and I... you begin to hear... Good. Uh, you begin to hear some faint hollering from above the deck. Get to the lifeboats. We need to get them out now. Can I telepathy wild shaped? Uh, what does wild shape specifically constitute? I can't cast spells. And it says, I can't cast spells and my ability to speak or take any action that requires hands is limited to the capabilities of my beast form. It doesn't transform, it doesn't break concentration on a spell I've you already retain, cast. Yep, you retain the benefit of any features from your class array. So yes, you can still telepathy. Okay, I'm going to beam to uh, Dusk and Kalani, uh, like, hurry, quick. And I'm going to... Uh, transform back into myself and work on getting this lifeboat untied. Okay. Um, so, my first question is, has Nettle ever untied a lifeboat? Uh, probably not, but I've been living on this boat for almost three months, so I'm probably familiar with at least knots. You, you just... It's just a simple bow knot. You gotta... It's a half-tucked underside so I, bow I start... knot. I, I certainly would know how to do some knots, so I'm gonna start like like okay I guess I can't because I'm gonna I'm gonna send pictures of the knot to her in her head of like different steps like from the steps of how to like untie it and stuff like that and then how to lower it just like different pictures of the process of untying and lowering the the, the thing okay. because that is my friggin job is doing rope stuff. Uh, can I make like a check of some sort? Um, with maybe with like advantage since he's giving me step by step picture instructions. Uh, actually, I'm gonna do something a little bit different here. Um, uh, first things mm -hmm. first. I want all of you to make me. I'm going to say charisma checks. I want you all to make me charisma checks. Oh, Lord. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys. Charisma? Yes. All right. Big money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. <laughs> me and my big charisma going to save the day, I hope. Seven. Nah. Actually, I will let you make those at advantage. Oh, thank Lord. Fantastic. What, uh, for, for those of us like me that don't remember what uh, it means to make... Roll twice. Roll twice and you take the highest one. So you're just going to roll one ah, more time. So 12. Okay. Still, oh. still nine. How about nat mm. 20? Oh, girl. Okay. So, Dusk, what did you roll? I rolled a flat nine. Nettle? 12. Okay. And Kalani? 
Okay. Um, well, technically, you add your charisma modifier to that, which is, is that four? No, actually, uh, I, I, well, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, that, what, 24 Okay, then? perfect. <laughs> just to make sure, you know, it's just a little bit better. Uh, Kalani, you begin to see little blips of light off in your peripheral. And then they slowly begin to move towards the center of your vision. And you begin to get a splitting headache. Uh, Nettle, mm-hmm. you kind of got a minor headache. And Dusk, you feel fine. Um, Nettle, yes. you receive the step-by-step instructions, and you follow them to the best of your abilities. Okay. However, untying a lifeboat typically takes two people to keep the boat level. So you untie one side, and then the boat just drops down at a weird angle, and you hold on to it. You clamor your... You, Climb your way back up to the other side, untie the other note, and the boat drops down. It's like trying to lower blinds evenly. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of do that, but you finally do get it down to the water line, uh, just as you begin to see two crew members uh, from the ship that you have never seen before um, lean over the side and they're, they're stealing the lifeboats. Uh, and then several oh, other crew dear. members begin to run up against the backside of the ship, and they begin to pull on the le- on the pulleys and levers, trying to bring the boat back up out of the water. And I need you to make a dexterity check for me. Oh shit! Shoot! Oh, uh, eleven. That's probably not high enough. It's a race against time. They're pulling the boat up as you're trying to finish getting the boat untied itself. You can feel the boat beginning to be lifted out of the water. And at the last second, you finally pull the final uh, pull the final strand of rope um, per Dusk's instructions, and you feel the boat fall, hit the water, and come back up ever so slightly. You are now free from the ship. Okay. Uh, I, I beam that to dusk. That uh, uh, lifeboat's free. Come come out. Come swim. Big boat sinking. All right. All right. All right. All right. And I look at it. I look at the other two, and I'm like, all right. I don't know if you guys can swim. I don't know if I can swim, but we got we to gotta go. We're about to find out one way or the other with the amount of water I'm gonna the boat. So I'm gonna try and maneuver go. this lifeboat best I can to the side. Uh, we'll actually get to that in just a second. Okay. Um, it is important for you to know, Nettle. Mm-hmm. You're drifting. Um, mm-hmm. Now, for everybody still inside the cargo hold, the water line has come up, probably about another two feet. And now the boat is taking on more water into the second cargo hold. Uh, right about the okay. time that Nettle has sent okay. the image back. All right. I am tying a rope off uh, to something right now on the boat. Okay. Uh, where we are. I am bringing the other end of the rope of my 50-foot rope or whatever I have. And then I am swimming out to the boat um, so that we can then either people can crawl across the rope to the boat or if we can pull ourselves in closer to the hole. Okay. 
I need you to make an athletics check. I only, that's the only reason I agreed to do that because I have very high athletics. So I apparently do swim. That's an 18. Hey. You easily rope in one hand, you get it tied off, and you start to swim out towards Nettle. Uh, you get it tied around to the other side. Um, you, after you get it tied off, what are you doing? Okay, no, I mean, we, we tied it off on one end of the rope. We're not tying it onto the to the raft. We're just then, both of us, I'm getting into the oh, boat. okay the life raft with her and then we're going to pull on the rope to get closer to the to the hole that is currently oh yeah you you easily um i'm not even going to make you make a strength check for it uh you both pull yourselves closer to the secret hole um with the boat taking on more water now uh it is sank probably about another two feet um now this the secret archway is almost underwater. Um, there's probably about a foot gap left at the top. Uh, back inside the cargo hold. Kalani, you're the last one in there. What are you doing? Uh, what about Volo and uh Oh, no, no, no. Ransom. There's there, Listo in Ransom. there. She's the last PC in there. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I am slightly concerned about the headache that has suddenly come over me, but more concerned about trying to get out of here. Um, will I have to go underwater to swim out of the hole at this point, or? Right now, as it stands, you may not have to, but if the boat keeps taking water on, and depending on who, or if you send somebody out first, then you may or may not have to. Uh, Ransom has kind of started to take charge of the situation. And he grabs you, and he begins to force you towards the archway. I'm not going to argue with him. I don't... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, head out uh, using the rope as a guide. Okay. And uh, I would like to try to just slowly shimmy my way down the rope. To yeah, the it is not hard. Uh, Dusk and Nettle has pulled the lifeboat closer to you. Um and you are coming out to meet them, so it takes no time at all. However, I do need you to make a constitution check for me. Constitution? Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> two, and then plus four, so six. Uh, this headache. Oh, that's not, that's, is that a saving throw uh, or a nay? Uh, let's go ahead and make it a saving throw so you can get some bonuses to it. Okay, that's <laughs> less pathetic that way, so yes. Um, this headache is quickly becoming a migraine. Um, it's, it's hard for you to maintain hold of the rope itself, but thank God the rope is there. You manage to get yourself to the lifeboat. Next, you see Volo shortly out behind you. Um, he even goes so far as to kind of help push you closer towards the lifeboat. I am Thank you, Bolo. Truly, so confused. Thank you, Dusk, for having this you guys. <laughs> that I rolled, I rolled so bad. She rolled so well, and yet she's the one having the adverse effects. That's so weird. Uh, Anyways, continue. you guys hear shouting off of the main deck, um, and you see, uh, again, several crew members, uh, b- both from your ship and the enemy ship, 
uh, Yarbu is standing amongst them, and he has Andorath next to him. And Yarbu calls out to you in his reptilian form. He says, This is not the end. Stop. And allow us aboard your ship, or I shall kill your friend as he stands here before you. And let sea serpents deal with his corpse. Can we see him? You can see him, yes. Uh, there what are, is... The other crew members aboard the ship kind of have, like, axes and swords drawn and ready to go. What is Anarath's, or Anarath's expression right now? Uh, he seems very stoic, given the circumstances. Uh, and... I'm trying to think about roughly. You guys would be kind of right up on the boat. Um, he seems very stoic, and you can subtly see him shaking his head. Like in a no expression? Yeah, like like he does not want you guys to give up that lifeboat. I, <clears throat> I uh, slowly turn my head, and I start talking to to uh to Yarbu and saying we understand Yarbu we're we're willing to listen and as I'm talking like literally as I'm talking I'm sending a uh a communication to Andorath with telekinesis because I could do that to anybody right doesn't have to be just verdant for Dan telepathy my limited telepathy yeah That's a good question. Because it I just, it doesn't say anything about it being, because that would be weird, because most of the time you're not going to be with other Verdan in a party. So you'd yeah. think it would be anybody. No, you can send it to whoever you okay. want. Okay. So, I am, uh, I am sending, uh, just, uh, like, as I'm talking and just trying to distract Yarbu, I'm going to say, uh, in, in my mind, I'm going to say, like, wait, and on my mark, and then jump. And to him. Um, and so I uh, continue talking to Yarbu and saying, listen, we're, we've been good friends, and of course we'll, we'll, we'll give you passage. I know it's, it's frustrating. This whole thing was a misunderstanding. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone meant to blow up that boat. I think it was a mistake. But, uh, but yes, of course, we'll, we'll find a way to get you passage. Just, uh, just hold on. And, uh, like, then I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think about the thing that I say now to Andorath. Uh, yeah. So, you give him... The As sig- I start, like, getting the paddle out to start, like, paddling towards him. Yeah, you give him the signal, and Ransom is just now beginning to pull himself up onto the boat. Uh, and he's going, go, 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 go! Uh, Andorath takes his hands, uh, which you can see are clasped in manacles, and he pushes one of the Zintarum over the side of the boat after he elbows Yarbu in the face, and he makes a beeline straight for the edge of the deck, and he jumps off into the air. Uh, Are you rolling something for him? (laughs) I'm rolling for a couple of things here real quick. Okay. 
he's just letting us. I mean, he's probably in gonna big, in the big dick. I mean, the, the worst, the worst problem is he's either gonna he's gonna die one way or the other. So you said Andres was was manacled. Yeah, uh, his hands mm. were clasped in manacles. Uh, but he not jumped, his feet. Not his feet. He okay. jumps off the edge of the boat um, and he goes sailing through the air, and you see several of the crew members. Um, throw axes and swords and whatnot at him as he's flying through the air. Um, oh no. You hear a soft little thud and then splash as Andorath lands in the water. Um, he bobs up real quick and he starts to kind of like try to paddle his way towards you guys. Yes, and like I said, as soon as I said that, like I started paddling towards him. Like in like a little bit of distance between us and the boat, so we'll be like on the outside of him. But just to get to him, so that we can then start bolting immediately. Yeah, uh, you you manage to get the lifeboat moved in position to Andorath. Um, you can see that he's struggling uh, to swim through the water, and you see that the water is beginning to turn a tinge of red as Andorath finally, like, with one last kick of his feet, throws his hands above the boat. He's like, "Pull me up! Pull me up!" All right, I, I grab it, and I start pulling. Yeah. Uh, With all my chunky dusk, dusk strength. Ransom's going to help you out. Um, I help. Okay, you're helping. Uh, Kalana, I need another constitution saving throw from you. Constitution saving from me? Okay. Oh, bananas. Uh, what the hell? Six again. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Two nat twos. In a row. That hurts me in my soul, but okay. I'll accept okay. it. Uh, so this migraine is definitely elevated. I don't know what's above a migraine, except for maybe like a super migraine. Um, <laughs> and... You take three points of psychic damage. Um, oh no. Uh, with this is too charismatic. What can I say? With uh, the help of you two, oh, Nettle, I need a constitution saving throw. With the help of Ransom and Nettle, you guys managed to heave Andrath above the, uh, on board the lifeboat, and you can see buried in his back, um, just right above his, just right below his left shoulder blade, is a axe, just a regular old hand axe. Constitution is 17. All right, yeah, your headache stays the same. I mean, I would suspect Andorath would have the cure for this, given his, his meat proficiency and healing. <laughs> Anybody have any uh, steak? I'm going to... No. Uh, uh, grab Adam, I am bag of holding a potion. One of my 4,000 potions. <laughs> I don't have 4,000. No, but you have I several have, hundred. I have 275. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it grab or grab one and give it to Anarath, and then I turn to Kalani. Does she look like she's in agony? Um, I mean that's kind of up to Kalani, but I would yes. imagine. Yes, at this point, it is noticeable that I am experiencing discomfort. I'm starting to kind of clutch my head, and I'm not I'm not looking like I really know what's going on. I'm gonna do my last cure wounds on her. I don't uh, know what else to do. We have so many potions, though. Ransom. Kerwin says more. Uh, I know, but it doesn't cost a spell slot. 
You could use for something else. Fine. I give her a potion then. Here, drink no, this. No, you can do whatever you want. I just, I just was curious. Ransom puts. Come on, I drink this. I grab one. I, c I will. I take the potion uh, and down it. All right. Uh, you're gonna heal for two d four, plus four. Two. Two plus two. Uh, and the super migraine is still there, but it's numbed. And Ransom puts his foot in the back of Andorath and just pulls the hand axe out. Um, you hear Andorath. Just rub some bacon lard on it. Uh, God damn, Ransom. What were you thinking? You gotta get it out. Otherwise it just grows in. It's the foot. The foot in the back. It grows in? Is that how, <laughs> is that how it works? All right. Well, I think we better get paddling because this is kind of an awkward situation where a bunch of terrible creatures that want us to die are very, very close to us. Yeah. Uh, you guys begin to row yourselves out into the horizon. Uh, Ransom quickly takes stock. Uh, he looks around and he's like, well, no food, but... I got the food part covered, I tell him. Okay. Uh, he looks around a little bit more. Uh, Andrath finally sits up, hands still manacled. Uh, anybody know where we're going? Cholt? Um... Um... I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty good with maps. Uh, does anybody have a map of anything? They all. I am good with maps and geography, although I will say that is normally not on the water. They all look awkwardly around e to each other. Um, off in the distance, uh, you see two ships sink into the sea. Um... Did we have the only life raft? Uh, as far as you know, you do. Uh, you know that there was another one aboard yeah, aboard your ship, um, but it may have been damaged in the blast. And as far as the other ship goes, you have no idea. Uh, but it really wouldn't have mattered because that thing went down like a ton of bricks. Um, we don't we don't see any other life rafts floating on the water near us. Not at the current. Maybe floundering in the water. You do see or... people floundering in the water. Um, it's up to you if you want to go see if they're good or not. But nope. yeah. Well, the the question is, what's the weight limit on this lifeboat? Like, how many people would fit? You on could this probably lifeboat? fit. What's the capacity? Uh, you could probably lifeboat? fit maybe like three more people on this lifeboat. Um, this is. A lifeboat, like it's not made for. Uh, nope. As I recall, we were a few weeks out too, so I don't know if we're going to be able to handle that many people, anyways, for that long of a time. Uh, boy, that was a that was a that was a whole thing, wasn't it, gang? She <laughs> whiz, another adventure. Oh. Uh, I I killed a lot of people. Well, we all did. We all, we didn't, I mean, we. I don't, I just, I've never <laughs> done that before. I mean, I've killed things. I've just never killed people like that. And I, I just, it's like, like something took over me. I wasn't myself. I'm sorry. Bolo I get Dusk out. a hug. Yeah. Uh, Dusk, you were doing what you had to do. 
It was self-defense. He meant to end us. We did what we had to do to get out of there, and we did it together. I... Here we are. Now what? Bolo puts a comforting hand on your shoulder, Dusk, and he goes, It's like I said before. The world falls into two natural orders. Predators and prey. And today, you are a predator. Not out of the maliciousness in your heart, but for survival. And I... You did what you could with what you had. And as it stands right now, there are six people aboard this boat. And we all still have life left in our bodies. And we have to get to shore. Now, I'm not an expert in many things. But I know that given our previous heading, Cholt lays to the southeast. And Volo points to a direction. And he goes... And that's as best as I know. I'm sorry that I put us in this predicament. Does this life raft have a sail to it, or is it like a rowboat? It's got uh, it's got a small sail. Uh, the mast itself is laying down across the ship, and the sail is curled up onto one of the sides. Well, if we're going to get out of here, we need to get this boat going. Dust, do you know how to do this mast? Uh, Ransom. Yeah, I think. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Ransom quickly stands up on the boat real fast. And he goes, well, if you want to grab one side Dusk, I can help you get this set up. And Volo uh, does his best to help out. He walks around and tries to untie the sail. Uh, you can see he's struggling with the knot. Uh, but you and Ransom both get the mast up. And after a period of time, Volo manages to untie one side. And I imagine that you, Dusk, untie the other one. No. Okay, yes, I do. <laughs> I feign and act like I'm not going to, and then I do, and I'm like, ah, still got jokes. Is Kalani still looking like she's in, like, agony? Yes, I, I couldn't I, help but notice, Kalani, that you seem to have a lot of discomfort. Do you, do you know what, when did this start and what, what happened? We were getting ready to get off the boat. It was after you and Nettle got down into the lifeboat. It was like this strange, shimmery, floaty specks of light. And it got more intense. And then this headache just... Claimed my skull. I don't, I don't know what it means or where it came from. And that healing potion helped, but I don't. It's not gone. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, I just haven't felt anything. I don't, I don't know what that could be. Uh, Nettle, you do still have a slight headache. Uh, it's not near as prominent as what you would imagine colonized to be. Um, but you guys, for the most part. You get the sail put up and 
are you sailing in the direction that Volo has pointed? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick roll uh, because in my in my many months of being uh, assistant to the master of boat, um, I'd like to see if maybe I learned a little bit about directions and, and like those kind of things. Give me a survival check. Okay, I will. I don't think this is gonna go well, but here we go. Which is weird. Okay, I do have proficiency in survival. Good. I was like, surely I do as an outlander. 20. Not natural, but 20. Volo was Sorry, that's close. My, that's my weird celebratory voice. <laughs> uh, Volo Aha! I know exactly which way. He was pointing towards the south. Uh, and you're like, uh, okay, he tried. Um, and you, you kind of like angle the boat <laughs> in the proper direction uh but you but oh i i he's he's pointing like this like so proud of himself has his finger pointed out like towards the what he thinks is the southeast and i literally just take his shoulders and just tilt like just barely move him a little bit to the side and like <laughs> that's that's the way we want to go but but it was a listen that's like almost entirely right except that we would have missed the island entirely but you would have been so we would have been pretty close but before we like get too far away should we hang out here just a brief bit to see if anything bobs up from the shipwreck something that maybe we can use or is that too I, morbid I'm more worried about somebody we don't want to see okay making their way downtown making their way downtown <laughs> okay in that case Volo eating ass faces Volo do you have anything that make the will make the boat go quicker uh, Volo just kind of looks down dejectedly and shakes his head no uh, Ransom uh, kind of looks over his shoulder I've got nothing um and he's trying to, like, pick Andorath's locks with no tools. He's got some splinters from the boat, from the lifeboat that he's trying to pick these manacles with. Uh, oh, I completely forgot he had manacles on. <laughs> That's going to be really convenient this whole trip. Yeah, and Andorath, uh, well, I mean, give me about a week and I can get a gust of wind going and push us along. What do these manacles look like? They're just standard steel manacles. Um, there's something you would expect a city guard or something to have. Would you say they're choppable? I mean, they're made of iron. So, yes. You could give it a shot if you wanted. All right, let me. Okay, so so Andorath, I've got a proposal for you, and I and I I think you're gonna find it very equitable. Um, I'm gonna take this sword, and you're just gonna kind of hold your hands out, and I'm gonna try and swing, and not miss. There's no possible way this could backfire. None it of is. Does that sound like a good deal to you, or? Andorath looks down at his manacles, and he looks up at you, and he goes. I could you, try something before you do that if you're afraid you're going to hit him. 
<laughs> you know what? Let's try plan B first, and then maybe we'll go back to plan yeah. A. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> These manacles, do they have keyholes? Do they have keyholes on them? Uh, it does. Okay. I'm going to try something, and I hope it works. Uh, I reach into my, my seed pouch and just see if I've got, like, a small seed that would fit in, like, the locks. Yeah. And then Ooh, do... going to rapid grow it. And do, like, druidcraft and make that seed grow to see if it will, like, bust the lock open. Or, like, bust, like, the manacle open or something without causing him, causing him harm. Um, so, yeah, uh, like what it. seed are you grabbing? Everything okay, Kalani? There we go. Sorry, I lost you guys. Like, I had no audio. Do, 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 do. Never... Okay. Oh, you're good. <laughs> okay. Jen, uh, Jen just was dropping a really super dope plan about, like, putting some seeds in into a uh into some manacles and then growing them like super growing them so it'll like blow them up yeah see if it'll work Ooh. okay instead of swinging a sword yes up. i mean <laughs> listen all plans are good i'm just gonna say i like your plan a little bit better in this circumstance <laughs> i can figure i can either oh <laughs> oh did the did daddy lose audio too Daddy, mm -hmm. daddy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like yes. you were in the middle yeah. of a sentence and then it just cut out altogether. Okay, so what is the last thing everybody heard? Uh, like we, like Nothing. Jen, Jen unveiled her plan of like putting the things in there and the manacles and I said, good idea. And then nothing else after that. Okay. Yep. That's what's about. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, Nettle, um, you easily have a seed. Uh, that is small enough to drop in there. What seed are you grabbing? What are my choices? Pick it, a, tree. a tree. Well, I'm trying to think of a small, small seed tree. Um, do I have? Maybe like an orange seed, or like? Uh, I don't think we'd have anything tropical where we were at, though. Any fruit whatsoever. Was there, I mean, saying is there is there any was there any? What about like a cherry tree? Uh, would yeah. I have like if a, you have a, a cherry pit or something like yeah, that? Yeah, would maybe? a cherry pit fit in like uh, the keyhole? Uh, the cherry pit would be a little bit too big. Um, you do How have about... you do have mistletoe, uh, sprigs of spruce, uh, sweet pea. Oh, spruce! Spruce, you like say? Like a spruce tree. Well, she has sprigs of spruce. Sprigs is not a, but I I can grow a sprig. Can I grow a sprig, or does it have to be a seed? Uh, it's entirely up to you. The sprig itself will fit inside of there. So, like the shaft of the sprig is small enough to sit inside the uh, keyhole. So, if you want to try that, you could. Um, and and how how loose of the druidcraft can I do? Because. Technically, it says I can make a flower blossom, a seed pod open, or a leaf, a leaf bud bloom. But I've always played it where I can make, like, a seed grow. Uh, 
So you're definitely not going to get like a full blown tree out of it. Well, no, I just um, want something to pop open. You could, I will let you go so far because you can make like a seed pot open and stuff like that. So I'm essentially going to let you establish a root system. Okay. So if you wanted to, you could kind of like make it sprout roots. Yeah, I just want to put enough pressure in the lock that'll pop the lock open. Uh, so yeah, you throw the sprig okay. in there. Uh, you manipulate the weave of magic. Uh, the threads, the muted brown threads of the druidic magic, stitch together. Uh, and you create an intricate root system through the weave. And as the sprig begins to extend its tendrils, begins to butt up against the mechanisms inside the manacle, and then you hear the faint little as the manacles pop off. And Andorath looks at you and he goes, By the gods, I still have both my hands. I, I'm telling you, I had it. Andorath looks at you and he goes i don't doubt that for a second there but that's a I big take arm you want me to show you i know you got them all no no no, 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 no no we're good we're good we're good we're we good put them we're back good. on like <laughs> i i take the sprigs the sprig of of spruce and put it back in my bag uh it is attached to the manacles uh okay <laughs> I, I have one manacle plant in my inventory. I will put it in my bag because you never know. Uh, so yeah, you, you manacles and all. You throw the sprig of spruce back down in there. Um, and Anrath kind of cracks his knuckles real quick and he's... Uh, shouldn't have locked the top was... on that gruel. <laughs> We're going to have to wait about a week before I can get Get something going for you guys. Uh, but Nettle, that was that was amazing. Very well done. Thank you. I've got I've got a whole bunch of rations that we can munch on. Well, that's perfect. I'll uh, see what I can do to spruce something up. Uh, might use some of your fancy little herbs you got going on there, but for the most part, I think we're pretty well set for where we're at. Hey, Andrea. Uh, yeah. What, uh, got any, uh, good tricks for a, for a migraine? I don't, I don't feel so well. And Rath looks around, uh, he looks at Ransom, he goes, I'd say if you told the captain, I'd kill you, but I think somebody already beat us to the punch. Uh, and he opens up his apron a little bit and sticks his hand down inside there and he pulls out a small leather flask and he hands it over to you. He goes, it's not any sort of medicine that'll do you right, but it'll do you right. And he winks at you real quick. Okay. I, I have a feeling there's at least one other person on this boat that might try and... Uh... Take a little, uh... Oh, Volo is eyeballing this thing like a son of a bitch. Say, Volo, I just want to say you've been a very good friend. And I appreciate your trust, despite the fact that you were far less connected and important than we, ex than we hoped you would be. 
Um, we did greatly appreciate your camaraderie and uh, and uh, the trust that you gave us on the ship. Volo looks at you and he goes, "Yeah, I understand. I'm. I know I don't have plot armor, but <laughs> what? Sometimes." Yeah, but he said that in character, which is so weird. I'm, I'm sorry, plot. Is that a, is that a is that a novelist joke or? Uh, it's it's great because Volo very well could just make that a joke. I know that's the thing I realized. I was like, wow, he is a, a book. He does write books, so I guess he could make that joke. Um, do you write fiction, uh, Volo? Uh, Volo's head <laughs> perks up real quick, uh, and then he all of a sudden gets real sad. He goes, not, not since my chest sank. Uh, well, I do have good news for you, Volo, and this is something that is canon because I did physically say it. As they listen, I just, because I know people on this boat you know, maybe don't have much to look at, not much for entertainment in the meantime. We've been here for a, a bit. I did keep one thing, and I pull out one, because I only kept one, one picture of me that he drew. Oh, dear. Because I put the rest under my bed, and one of them, one of them I kept in my pocket just for jokes in case I pulled it out by accident instead of the flyer. I kept this one. It's frankly the least appropriate of all of them, but I, I knew I might need it for a rainy day, and... Frankly, I don't can't think of a rainier day than being stuck on a very tiny boat with all of you. Oh, speaking of rain, I drew a craft to see what the weather's going to be like for the next 24 hours. Um, you see a small silver orb appear in your hand, uh, and then you see some slight clouds, and then the clouds clear up and the silver orb turns yellow and then your hand feels warm uh, and then you see it begin to get cloudy again and then you begin to feel the light sprinkles of rain uh, we're going to have rain sometime soon but I think we've got a ways to go before we get it uh, and wrath uh, ransom I'll look at you, Dusk, as you're passing this picture over to Volo. Uh, Volo looks at it, and he just doesn't seem excited by it. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that's nice, but I really only needed it for research. And then he folds the paper and puts it in Insight his pocket. Insight check. Uh, <laughs> I mean... He put it into his pocket, so if you want to make an insight check on it, by all means. Um, okay, I roll a 20. A, a 19 plus 1. <laughs> you get the feeling that Volo wants to keep it and not necessarily for research. Um, this all definitely right. well, goes into well. his private artwork. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, you guys begin to set a course for Chol. Hey everyone, sorry for interrupting your regularly scheduled game. I just wanted to take a second and let you guys know that 
us here at Buzzed and Bored Media really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. And your support means a lot to us. If you guys could do us a favor, find us on Twitter and give us a follow at DaringPod, or even find us on Facebook, Buzzed and Bored Media, LLC. You can also find us on Instagram, and be sure to check out our Patreon. We've got a lot of great tiers that we're putting together for you guys. Also, don't be afraid to swing by our website, buzzedandboard.com. As I said before, your support means a lot to us. And now, back to your game. Three weeks has passed. It's... Three Talk about a warp later. whistle. It's... <laughs> it's been a rough couple three weeks. Uh... It's been three weeks since I talked to you. Please tell me we ate Volo. No, we need him. Uh, ah, beans. You guys are definitely, definitely starting to feel the pain of being out here and surviving only on rations. Uh, without any water to drink. Um, it's It's been hard. Uh, I imagine no. You said we've been out here for three weeks. I was going to say, I imagine that you have swapped up your spell list. Yeah. Definitely put on purified food and water. Yep. Uh, so, it hasn't been quite as bad, but it's still been rough being on a small boat with six people. Um, Andrath and Ransom aren't talking to each other after debate over how fish should be cooked. Um, <laughs> Volo. These are the important details. Volo has felt the pains of not being able to drink. Yep. Um, of course, so right. He is definitely agitated beyond belief. Um, and you guys see a port. Off in the distance. Oh is that is that what I think it is? Uh, Volo looks in and he goes, "By all the gods and all the pantheons, Port Neonzaru, we're saved. Oh, we're saved. I can taste the sweet libations of liquor." Lustfully Honestly. lipping over my lips. I can just taste the sweetness of good ale. Honestly, Volo, first round's on me. Uh, Volo <laughs> grabs you by the shoulders and he goes, You're damn right it is! Uh, <laughs> Ransom and Andorath are... It's... It's... Portnionzaru! Ransom! I can see Portnionzaru right there! Ransom looks over and he's, I see it too oh the sweet 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 taste of life uh, jubilation is across the ship uh, as you guys begin to set sail into the bay of Chult you see the wakes in the water the waves Crashing against your ship as you get closer oh, and closer. And then finally, you're probably about a mile or so from port when you see a small whirl. Some bubbles. And those, they begin to 
ascend from the depth of the bay. They grow larger and larger until finally some bubbles are four or five feet across. And then you see break the plane of water. A small spike. And then you see it rise further out of the water. And you see what looks to be a shell. A giant turtle. As it begins to sail a circle around your boat. Uh, I reach in my bag and uh, pull out a a gold coin and toss it in the water towards the bubbles. I I follow suit. I grab two gold coins and three health potions. I'm not taking any chances, so I'm actually just going to go ahead and eat my, my only three gold into the water. Uh, All right, Volo, you certainly have some, some, some stuff on you. Just just throw it in. Ransom and Andorath and Volo begin to pat themselves down, and they pull out what few meter coins they have, and they toss them all into the water. And you see the sea ahead roils and churns, and waves crash over the bow of your ship almost breaching the top as your ship slowly begins to take on water. Not enough to sink you, but definitely enough to give you cause of concern. Driven by a sawtooth hill, hills rising from the heavy foam, water streams off the rising crags like rivers crashing down a mountainside. At last, the emerging island stops growing in size, although the sea around still tosses your ship like a drifting feather, then a huge blast of steam erupts from the waves, and through the drifting, rainbow-crossed mist, you see an immense beak and a milky eye the size of a hogshead cask, staring blindly in your direction. As the water calms, you also spot a dozen or more shark fins circling your ship. Um, Volo? Uh, oh, mighty Armog. Uh, we, we bring gifts we provide to you. We don't have much, mighty Aramog, but we do offer everything we, we have. I, I give you all my gold, my friends here have offered you all the coin in their pockets. Uh, how how can we appease you, Mahi Aramon? I threw in some some healing potions. Giant turtle. Those healing potions are worth about fifty gold each. <laughs> Very pretty. Shiny, even. <laughs> you hear the gruff voice begin to speak in a language unknown to any of you. Unless one of you randomly speaks Draconic. Nope. Sadly, no. Um, Volo sheepishly kind of looks across to all of you as you hear the guttural noises uh, being emanated from this large beast. Uh, Volo kind of stands there and 
He says the gold isn't enough. Uh, what does he want? Uh, Volo walks closer to the bowel, and he, uh... <clears throat> and then he begins to speak Draconic. And for a brief moment, Volo looks fine. And then a look of terror comes across his face. And he turns back to you, uh, all of you, and he says, he, he says that he can feel the presence of magic upon your persons. I... Grudgingly, I bow, still bowed down to him. I slowly start unfurling a ring from my finger as I obviously hold it a little bit disappointed and hold it up to, in the air to see if he reacts to that at all. This is a ring of protection, by the way, that I'm holding up. A giant jet of just hot air blasts past you. Uh, it pushes your boat, uh, your lifeboat, back several feet uh, as Armog swims back up to you. And this time he begins to circle the boat, swimming. I, 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 I throw it in, I throw it in, I throw it in. Uh, Volo looks out and he says some things in Draconic and he still looks Blanche White as he turns back and he goes, he says he wants more. the great and mighty Aramog says that he senses more powerful magic I take off oh shit uh I I throw in my shield A magic shield. You have a magic shield? I have a plus two <laughs> shield. Oh, I thought that was your uh, your cloak. I have a plus two cloak of protection. I have a shield that's a plus two. I had both. Oh, that's just... I think in shield it just says plus two because just shields just have uh, plus two. Is that true or is that considered yeah, a you, magic item? Uh, you shields, didn't buy a shield. Yeah, shields just have a plus two to your AC. Oh, well then I... I throw in my cloak. Uh, maybe we can just keep throwing healing potions. <laughs> I do have a lot. Just keep out of just game. Keep chucking like, health why, why wouldn't we just keep throwing health potions? Like, eat that. Yeah, we start throwing that, in. That'd only be almost, 50. I have plenty. Like, we, we start throwing it. We're just like throwing in like two at a time and then waiting and seeing if we're he We're just stops. desperate and confused. Like, just throwing random shit in the water. <laughs> I mean, like, this is a totally reasonable reaction for three. Verdan, who are just like, we don't know what's going on. Just we don't know what you want. Do you want my shoes? Like, what is it? I just man? don't want to have to give up that rod of resurrection because I had to give up a good stat for that. Yeah. And that. 
Well, and this is Jerry's family heirloom. I don't want to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, family. Uh, and you begin to see a whirlpool form around your ship. And then all at once, he just drops below the waterline. As the boat continues to spin and spin and spin, finally coming to a stop, lazily drifting, Velo looks around and he goes, I think he's satisfied. Hey, Dusk, how, how, how much gold do you have left? I have five gold. Pieces. Do you think that would be enough to buy me a new pair of pants? Yeah, I, I, I literally was about happened. to roll a constitution saving throw to see if I vomit over the side of the boat. Uh, that's a, a natural three, so yes, Dusk uh, projectile vomits over the side of the boat. Up, Chuck. And, uh, you know, Kalani being the sympathetic vomiter. Oh, God, it's more. Pooping <laughs> <laughs> and vomiting. As soon as, as soon as Dusk starts vomiting off the side, Kalani follows suit. Just as just soon as she hears and smells, just. And with that, you guys clean yourselves off with the salt water. Ransom and Wrath kind of look at each other and they kind of briefly just give a quick hug and then they're right back to not talking. Volo looks thanks, at you uh, all. Thanks for the contributions, gang. Greatly appreciated. Uh, and Wrath pipes up. What did, what did you expect us to do? Like, I, I threw everything I had overboard. Everything else went you, down right? with the ship. All right, well, you say so. Andereth grabs underneath <laughs> his his stomach and he kind of like lifts it up and goes, you want to check? Uh, and Ransom says, just settle down. Check your stomach? We've been far too long at sea with one another. Let's just get to port and just... I think we could all use a good meal and a good rest. I definitely would say I think we could all use a nice, nice long rest. And here, here. Ransom stands up and begins to adjust the sail to catch the wind. He grabs hold of the... Steering the rudder, and he <laughs> so close to steering wheel, but he, he dodged it at the last second. Uh, he grabs the rudder and he begins to direct you guys back towards Port Nianzaru. Sailing into the port and making dock, you guys find a nice, quiet inn. No, I shouldn't say quiet, you find yourselves a nice little sea shanty. Uh, Nice little seaside inn with rough and tumble sailors. Uh, it's at this point that Volo looks at all three of you and he goes, I will send for you in two days' time, but I will hold true on my promise, especially now that you have not 
only saved my life more than once now. I will have a meeting set with the merchant princess. Uh, in the meantime, please stay here at my benefactor's expenses. Uh, and he feels his pockets for a quick second, and then he pulls out a small little card, and he flips it over to you guys. Okay. We take it. Yep. And Bolo gives a deep bow. Uh, he reaches for his hat, uh, which is no longer there, in order to take it off as he bows. And he kind of fumbles around for a quick second. He goes, okay. I apologize for any misfortune you all have been through, but on the right side, we're here. We're here. We're in Chult. As I said before, I'll send for you in two days' time. And Bolo turns and begins to walk away. Ransom I give him a hug before he walks away. Yeah. Uh, Bolo gets down on his knees and kind of gives you all a big group hug. Ransom and Andrath just kind of scoff and they shake hands with one another and they go, hope we never see you again. Uh, and those two split off on their own separate ways. Bolo stands up and he begins to walk away from you all, leaving you at the front door of this inn. You hear loud music coming from the inside, sailors jeering and shouting, talking to one another. Uh, and I imagine you all go in? Yep. Walking yes. inside, it is exactly what you pictured it would be from the outside. Dirty, musky, you can smell the salt in the air. Uh, sailors are drinking out of presumably dirty glasses. Um, the ones that are clean are even dirtier than the ones they're drinking out of. Don't ask me how that happens, but it did. And you guys make your way up to the front counter. And the barkeep leans over the side. What can I do you for? <sighs> I just. Well, uh... Dusk does the biggest exhale of all time. Just like. This is like finally. It's like, oh my god, we finally are here. Uh. Well, we've got lodging, I believe. So, we, just real quick, Jim, we understand we have lodging provided by Volo. Uh, Volo gave you a card to show to the innkeep, but presumably, yes, you have lodging. Do we have beer money? If for some reason, uh, out of game, but uh, if for some reason that is not lodging for us, I have the by popular. Domain. Oh yeah, you can perform. So I could, I could be a cool guy and do something entertaining for free. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> uh, yes, we, we just arrived. Um, honestly, uh, how much is a how much is just a, a nail? Nail typically run you two copper. All right, you two want an ale or anything? Sure. The the biggest ale. Okay. Uh, get. You know what? Three of the biggest ales, whatever that means. It's probably just a normal ale. Just a jug would be great. Uh, 
He nods his head. He walks a couple feet over. And quick question. Are you guys familiar with uh, the Heineken pony keg? I'm familiar with pony kegs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he pulls out three of those things and walks over to you. Whoa! Sets them down. And he just pulls the corks out of them. And he goes, they ain't got handles. The biggest thing we survey in. Uh, can I have the cork? <laughs> I'll take a doggy bag. Uh, that's a <laughs> weird request. Okay. And he puts the cork right in front of you, Nettle. And he goes, now for these here, these will run you about five silver a pop. What? From two copper to... You gotta look at the size difference between them. All right, I, I. That's a, a gold and a half. I give him two gold and ask for a change. Yeah. Uh, five. <laughs> give me five silver back, please. Kit. Well, it. You'd get a gold and a half back. <laughs> oh wait, no. no if I give him two, yeah, two yeah. gold for a gold and a half, uh, so I'd get five. Yeah, he slides back. you five silver pieces back, and okay. he puts his finger. I'll leave on him it. a silver as a tip because I'm not feeling too generous with my now, like, almost three and a half gold. Yeah. He uh, puts a finger on the silver and slides it across back to him. Can I have the other two corks in a cup and three glasses, please? The hell. Uh, and he takes the other two corks and puts them in front of you, and then he reaches below and he grabs the three of the dirtiest glasses you've seen. Sets them right up there. He, anything else I can do you for you? Yeah, thank you, and I give him a big smile. Oh, thank you so much. We're very excited to be here. Uh, well, if you all need anything, then I guess just let me know. I will take the moment to let everyone know that Dusk is so insanely sunburned. Like, so, so insanely sunburned. I, I can't, I cannot explain how burnt I am. And I'm sure Nettle's freckles are probably popping like crazy. Yeah, I would have uh, thrown us heels here and there. to a boat. Yeah. Uh, but I just sit down quietly, uh, just kind of looking around and... I think it's because of the fact that it's been so long since we, like, we've been on this boat for so long, just thinking about the ship life and everything like that, that it finally sinks into dusk, and he just kind of has this, like, wry little smile like, pop on his face, and he says, well, it didn't seem like it was going to be for a while there, but we're finally home. Yep. And I proceed to put the cork back in my pony cake. I'm in the process of taking the world's biggest chug out of this keg and nodding in agreement and just dribbling all over myself like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As you guys sit drink and not drink from your pony kegs. I'm gonna put it in my bag of holding. <laughs> you uh you guys do take the moment you contemplate to yourselves the harrowing adventure that you've been through to get to this point and 
just what the true cost of coming home would mean. And then it dawns on you. You can't quite, you can't quite call this place home. Not yet. There's still more work to be done to bring other Verdan here. 